do 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 ba da ba start the uh, podcast off with some action music and get you guys all excited ba da ba da 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 no okay I, I wasn't buying it either uh, hey everybody how are you harlan williams here and this is the harlan highway podcast i'm harlan williams delicate little flower that i am uh we're gonna have some fun today um we uh we have uh we have an interesting segment uh some of you have been calling in over the years and asking me a uh, question leaving me a voicemail about something and uh, I decided today I'd finally take it on and answer it and uh, and give you guys some insight into a uh, an ongoing question so I hope you enjoy that and uh and uh, and then later in the show, oh my God, this is uh, this is kind of weird. We we got an unexpected phone call from a really wonderful gentleman, Rabbi Pappenheim. Uh, he's a Jewish rabbi, and uh, we've become friends over the years. And uh, it started off really sweet, and then it kind of took a weird turn, and the rabbi got. A little confused and agitated with me, but I don't, I don't know. Was I wrong? Was I right? I don't know. But I'll let you be the judge. Get your ears on, players. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willie? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. I was just wondering where all the sound bites in your uh, theme song come from. Been uh, listening for a while and I'm enjoying the show. Chicken chow mein, baby. Hello? Harlan, great show, man. I'm always entertained by you. I appreciate the time you put into it, too. I know it's got to take a quite a bit of times piecing all those clips together and coming up with those bits. Anyway, I had an idea that uh, mashup of clips that you do as an intro every week. I think it'd be cool for you to go through piece by piece and tell us where they came from. I know some of them are from Twilight Zone episodes and uh, I heard Jimmy Pardo in there. Some of them I don't know where they came from. I think it'd be interesting to know what it is. Uh, if you care to do that, I think it'd be cool. Chicken chow mein, baby. Well, thank you for the calls, gentlemen. I appreciate it. You know, I've had people over the years ask me the same question uh, many times. What, what You know, what's with the clips, the little intro you do? Um and uh, just so you know, I do I do uh, cut that whole intro thing together myself. It's it's quite a piece of work on its own, um, and uh, I try to refresh it at least once or twice a year. I try to I try to put together a new intro, and um, and uh, you know it takes a, a little a lot of work to to piece that all together, and it's a lot of fun. I like doing it. It is time consuming, as you mentioned. 
uh, one of the callers there. One of the pavement pounders. Pavement pounders. Um, what the hell was that? I just went into baby voice. When is the pavement pounders? Idiot. Um, but I do try to refresh it. I like I like refreshing it, but it's weird because once I do one, I kind of enjoy it and I like hearing it, and then I don't want to do a new one. But then I'm like, no, you know what? I gotta keep it fresh. I gotta update it. I think I'm actually due for a new one pretty soon. So it's interesting you guys brought it up. Uh, and and by the way, thank you for your compliments about uh, the show. Uh, yep, you're right. I do put a lot of work into it. It does take a lot of time, but it's a labor of love. Yes, I just love doing it, and I, I love, you know, I've said it before. If, if I know that someone out there is sitting at work or driving in their car or shopping with their earbuds and something I do puts a smile on their face or makes them crack up laughing or even inspires them or gives them an idea or whatever it does, uh, that that. That's what. That's why it's done. That's what makes it all worth it. So, um, as far as the clips, um, yes, I get a lot of them from uh, my favorite TV shows or just weird sound bites that I've heard in my head over the course of my life, or maybe a movie line, maybe a line from a commercial. Uh, it might even be a, in in the current uh, episode here uh, title sequence. I have a line from one of you guys, the Pavement Pounders. You know what? You said, why don't we go through it? So, you know what? That's what I'll do. I'll go through it and we'll dissect it and you guys can kind of get my train of thought and the history on the Harlan Highway uh, titles. Here, let, let me pull them up. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? So, I, I love that line. Uh, that had to be my opening line. Now, that, that's a line from the old black and white Twilight Zone show from the 60s. Uh, one of my favorite shows, just because it's so smart, it's so clever, it's so eerie, it's so, it, it's got such a good social commentary, it's got such a commentary about the human existence, the the writer-creator of, of the show, Rod Serling, was, in my mind, just a brilliant, brilliant man with tons of insight and so much depth in, into the human experience and the human psyche of if you ever want a, a really a great viewing experience, I recommend you you do a Twilight Zone marathon and watch these old shows. I think they did about five seasons worth, and they really are brilliant. I mean, most of the shows were morality plays. They were they were thinly disguised, um, and sometimes not so thinly disguised. Um, statements on the world around us, on the way we treat each other, the uh, racism, sexism, the way we abuse the, each other, war, lying, hating, cheating, and, it, and not in a depressing way, but in a very clever, clever way. And, uh, and so I just adore that show. And, and it was written so well and it was acted so well. I mean, if you watch The Twilight Zone, uh, the old Twilight Zone, you will, you will see not only great uh, actors that were at the beginning of their career, like Robert Duvall, Duval, Dennis Hopper, uh, Charles Bronson, William Shatner, Robert Redford. I mean, the, the, the list goes on. There's just all kinds of incredible uh, actors 
that got the, you know, Jack Palance. I mean, just Elizabeth Montgomery, people that were great, that, uh, you know, did some great acting. Mickey Rooney, people you wouldn't expect uh, showed up in in episodes of The Twilight Zone and just uh, did an amazing job. And it was kind of like a window into the future of their acting ability. Some huge stars did The Twilight Zone. And, and the writing and the dialogue was done so well that, um, you know, it's just full of classic lines. And by the way, you know, if you do watch all the Twilight Zone episodes, you will, you will probably see um, the, the foundation of a lot of modern-day movies, science fiction movies, horror movies, even some dramas. I mean, the, the Twilight Zone was so ahead of the curve that many of the stories they explored, uh, if you held them up to modern-day movies, you know, you, you'd see that they might these movies might have drawn their influence from the Twilight Zone episodes. They, you know, it came from a time when TV was really good and intelligent and thought-provoking and stimulating. And I really urge you guys, uh, if you have the time in your lives, to watch the black and white Twilight Zone episodes. Amazing stuff. So that first line came from the Twilight Zone. I thought, perfect way to start the show. Um, where am I? Which is the question, you know, makes sense. Where am I? And then, you know, my show's so ridiculous, the guy says, what is this, some kind of a joke or something? And so I just thought, boom, that's my opening line. Uh, let's let's go on to the next line. What are you talking about, Willie? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? <laughs> so I grew up in the 70s, and, you know, one of the shows that was always on TV when I was a kid was, was you know, Different Strokes with with that little kid, Willis and, and the other kid. And, and one of the kids, his famous line was, What you talking about, Willis? And I just, I just thought, you know, it just made me laugh, so I, I put it in. And, uh, and uh, the uh, son, you've got a panty on your head. Uh, that comes from one of my favorite comedy movies by the Coen brothers called Raising Arizona. And that's a hilarious scene where, where Nicolas Cage is, is trying to steal a car. He, he just robbed a, a convenience store for, for a box of diapers because he stole a baby. And he had uh, women's pantyhose over his face. And in an, in an attempt to get away from the law, he jumped in an old farmer's pickup truck. And the farmer looked at him and said, son, you got a panty on your head. And that line just always cracked me up. And then, uh, and then the following line... Um, sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck. I just, that line just destroys me. That came from the movie Snatch. What a great movie. Uh, but what's his name? Uh, something rich, Guy Ritchie, uh, directed that, a British director. A great movie with, uh, with Brad Pitt and a, and a great cast. Uh, you know, if you, if you haven't seen Snatch, I recommend you watch it. I mean, just, just for the editing alone, the way it was cut together and the way the story is told. And, uh, Dennis Farina, uh, plays this gangster from Los Angeles who flies to London and he's looking for a giant diamond 
And he walks into a jeweler's office, and the jeweler gets up to talk, and Farina just shuts him down before he can even finish his first sentence. He says, sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck. <laughs> and it's this big bald guy, and he sits down, and it just sounds so funny. It's just so raw and, uh, you know, edgy that it, it cracks me up. So I love that. And then after that, we go right into what's happening here? What's happening? Another great pull from one of the Twilight Zone episodes. And uh, it just felt like the right thing to put in after that little blast of what you talking about? You got a panty on your head. Sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck. And someone just going, what? what what's happening here? Okay, so I hope this is helping, guys. I'll keep going, and we'll we'll get through to the end. Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. Oh, yes, Shelly, 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 Shelly. Shelly is is uh, is one of our uh, our great pavement pounder fans, listeners, loyal followers. She she uh, she leaves voice messages. She writes in sometimes, and Shelly just has such a sweet, wonderful, nice, friendly voice, and she makes me chuckle. And <laughs> I just I just like the way her voice sounds. I like the name Shelly. Shelly, you don't hear Shelly a lot. And <laughs> she just puts a smile on my face. So so I just you know I I stuck it in. I thought you know it's totally appropriate to have one of one of the uh, pavement pounders, one of the actual people who listen to the show in the titles. Why wouldn't you? So uh, that's uh, that's how old Shelly got in there. All right, let's keep going. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? Oh, I just loved JFK. You know, I don't know if he was the best president or the worst president, but what I've always said about presidents, presidents should have a sense of charisma. Presidents should have a sense of class. They should have an aura of something special about them. You know? And and I think JFK embodied all of that. And he, he felt like a real true American. He felt like a guy that believed in the country, believed in the people, wanted the people to do well. And unlike most of the shitty politicians we have now, JFK was one of those guys that you know, would give speeches and they would resonate with people. They would stick with people. And a lot of the times the things he said came to pass. You know, he's one of these rare politicians where when he made a speech like this one where he's talking about we'll go to the moon not because it's easy but because it's hard and we'll do these other things. Well, that's exactly what happened. We did go to the moon and it was it was incredibly, ridiculously impossible, but... He and the government and the American people overcame the difficulty and got to the moon. And, you know, we just had great sound bites like, ask not what you your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And, you know, speeches he made about the Bay of Pigs. And, and he just, he felt like a politician that you could believe in. And, and he, he looked... He looked the party. To me, he seemed like a great statesman and a great representation and a great representative of our country. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying everything he did was good or bad. I, I, you know, and I, I don't know if you folks like him or hate him, but, you know, he just had a shine and a 
finish and a polish that that I think felt good, especially at the time he existed. You know, it was the Industrial Revolution and the, the you know America was on the on the upswing and it was a growing economy and military might and people were having families and soldiers were starting families and communities were being built and you know he just he just felt like a good president to me whereas today i just i feel like there's people that try to imitate his charisma and and what he had but don't deliver the way he did and uh, just a magnetic, uh, powerful speaker, in my opinion. So I, I wanted to throw him in. I've always loved that soundbite because, you know, he's talking about going to the moon, getting to the moon, and then he throws in, and these other things. We choose to, to, go, we choose to go to the moon and these other things. And it's like, you know, as if the moon isn't enough, you know. And, and he throws in these other things. And, and that just, you know, that just resonates with hope and promise and, and future. And, and, you know, that, that's the trick to being a politician. I've always said, you know, if you're a magnetic speaker and you can inspire the people that look up to you and, and, and elect you, you, you know, that, that's, that's half the job of a politician to me is to to be inspiring and be commanding and be a leader and make people want to believe in you and then not only make them want to believe, but then deliver for the people. Show them that that your words aren't empty. Show them that, you know, I said I'm going to get us to the moon. I got us to the damn moon. That's big. What do politicians get us these days? It's all a bunch of sound bites and lies just to kind of, dangle a carrot in front of us and and lead us along the empty road of promises and now i'm spinning off into politics which i'm not going to do let's move on to the next line what followed the uh the jfk line here well of course i followed it up with shelly saying that is fantastic because you know shelly's so happy and nice and JFK was promising all these things, and I thought, well, Shelley would probably think this is fantastic, and she does. Uh, and then, of course, you know, because I'm a bit of a troublemaker, and I like to keep people guessing after this big buildup of, you know, we're going to do all these great things and go to the moon, and it's so fantastic, of course, I have to counter-program or balance that with a loud, offensive burp. Ugh. You know, just for comedy effect and just so, you know, the scale don't doesn't tip, you know, in one direction too much. And then to answer the call of the burp and that confusion I just set up, I put in a guy yelling, what's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? And, and just the energy and the, the bewilderment in his voice just cracked me up. And he just sounded, he was so passionate about, like, his whole world was unfolding and what everything's going crazy. And I think you're starting to see as I talk about this, I pick my little clips very carefully. I just don't randomly grab clips. I, there, there's a method to my madness, and I, I kind of, it's kind of like an orchestrated piece. I try to make my title sequences have a flow and a dance, and each each little clip has some kind of meaning. So it's interesting you guys asked me about this because uh, there's actually a lot to it. 
you know, you, you hear it every time you listen to the podcast and go, oh, there's that nutty little uh, intro. But I think some of you were wiser and realized, uh, I bet Harlan's up to something here. So let's keep going. This is, this is a little fun. What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harlan Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. So that part is, uh, you know, the, the whole entering another dimension. What is it? It's a portal. You know, uh, and more Twilight Zone uh, clips, by the way. Because like I said, just such great dialogue in that old show. Um, you know, I kind of feel like when I do my podcast, I, I'm, I am intentionally, you know, I don't do the same podcast a lot of guys do or girls. And I'm not knocking anybody's podcast, but, you know, a lot of them are interview shows and a lot of them are, you know, asking questions about people's careers and la-di-da. And it's fun. It's entertaining. It's good. But but to me, it, it's... It's a bit repetitive, and I just, I, you know, I feel like I have a forum here to kind of play with people's minds and, and introduce new thoughts and concepts and, and you know, take, take people in a direction maybe they weren't thinking of going. So, so I kind of felt like that portal to another dimension was very fitting for what I do. I'm not saying that I take you to another dimension, but I do try to bend your minds a little bit to open them up to, you know, different uh, kind of nutty avenues and, you know, tributaries and basically going down this crazy highway that we're on. Uh, and then, of course, I, I kind of counterbalance myself once again because I never like to take myself too seriously. I, uh, I, I get this guy going, uh, this kid going, you're a bad man. You're a very bad man. And, uh, you know, that's just so I never, you know, think I'm doing anything too good. I got I to gotta keep myself under the gun. Actually, I really just like that clip. That There was a great Twilight Zone episode. It was very creepy. If you get a chance, I'm telling you, watch it. But it's about this little town. And, and uh, somehow someone gave birth to a little boy who's who's got these psychic powers and he kind of controls the whole town, all the adults. And they all walk around town on eggshells. And if this little boy thinks you don't like him or you don't do what the little boy wants, he stares at you and sends you out into the corn. Now, what happens out there, I don't know, but no one ever comes back and they just disappear. If he, if he stares at you too hard, you just, boop, you're gone. And if the little boy says, I want you to dance for me, the little boy says, walk around like a chicken, the little boy says, sing for me, and you don't do it, he stares at you and says, you're a bad man, you're a very bad, and he sends, he, you know, he sends you out into the corn, never to be seen again. It's so creepy and weird, and that's the beauty of the Twilight Zone. Um, so I had to use that, and then, of course, I had to close it out with something positive, because I'm a positive guy. Shelly, Shelly came back. That is fantastic because we love Shelly. So there you go, guys. That's, that's the process behind uh, my title sequences. And if you go back and listen to old episodes, you can go through and listen to other title sequences I did. And it's all the same. Uh, 
There's a few in there that that uh, were cut together by my producer Roger before I kind of got into doing it and taking control and and doing uh, my own. But Roger did some great ones on his own that were fun and silly. And but uh, a lot of the other ones uh, you'll hear in there and kind of have the same thought process behind them. So there you go. My God, look, almost uh, you know a whole show dedicated to this. But I'm not gonna end the show here. That, that no, we got. Well, we'll go a little longer today because uh, I did not expect this answer to be so long. I hope you guys found it interesting. You know, I do try to answer your questions, and I like your phone calls. I like where your heads are at, and so this is one we can put to bed for a while. And if you don't like it, I will send you out into the corn. Because you're bad pavement pounders. You are very bad pavement pounders. Just kidding. I would never send you into the corn. Okay? Because I know half of you are naked and you'd probably land in a really bad... Never mind. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's move on. Hey, Harlan. Yeah, it's me, Roger. Oh, oh, hang on a sec. Yeah, hey, Roger. What's going on, man? You've got a phone call. Oh, okay. Well, I, I wasn't expecting anyone. Uh, put them through. Uh, who, who do we got? Hello? Hello? Hello, Holland. Hello? Hello, Holland. It's Rabbi Pappenheim uh, calling. Oh, hello, hello uh, Rabbi Pappenheim. Uh, wow, I, 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 what's going on? Well, I uh, just thought that maybe uh, I should uh, give you a little golly. You know, in the, the, the name of uh, brotherly love and friendship. Oh, well, isn't that nice? I, yeah, right out of the blue, I, uh, I I guess we haven't talked in a little while. Well, you know, last time uh, we had a little talk, you know, things, uh, how you about to say got uh, maybe on the wrong foot a little bit, uh, but uh, now uh, time uh, passes and uh, how you about to say it heals, uh, it does what, Rabbi? It heals. It heals. That well, okay. It sounds like maybe uh, somebody's, you know, making fun of the way I'm speaking. No, I, I just sorry, Rabbi. I didn't. I think you said heals. That's what I said. Well, it's it's great to hear from you, Rabbi. I I do appreciate it. Uh, it's interesting. I, I'm in the middle of my podcast. Is it all right if you know you're you're on the air here? Of course, Holland. I mean, I you know I don't keep any secrets. You know, unlike uh, some people do. Well, good, good, uh, great to have you here. Um, I'm glad you're you're calling and celebrating uh, summer. I guess. Of course, and uh, what I wanted to do, Holland is, uh, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time and maybe invite you over to, to for some lunch over at the, at the mall at the food court. Oh, uh, at, at the food court, Rabbi? Of course, I, I, I'm getting over there today, over to uh, Vetchel's Pretzels. I'm, I'm sorry? I said I'm going to Vetchel's Pretzels for lunch. V- Vetzel's? Pretzels, Vetzel's Pretzels, Island. Oh, Wetzel's Pretzels. Yes, and I would be uh, most honored if uh, you would, uh, how you want to say, join me for a pretzel uh, over at the, how you say, uh, Wetzel's uh, Pretzels. Uh, 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a big uh, pretzel fan. I find them kind of dry. I don't know if that to me that doesn't really sound like a lunch. Is there anywhere else we could go? Well, you know, I mean, I, I did invite you, Holland. Uh, it's not like, you know, you called me and invited me out for lunch at the uh, food court at the mall. I, I clearly reached out and made the effort to invite you. I, I understand and I appreciate that, but I, I just, I'm not really on the old pe- pretzel train, Rabbi. I'm, I'm pa- pardon me. I said I'm not a big fan of the pretzels. I've just, I've never been on the pretzel train. Well, uh, it's interesting uh, you mentioned uh, that that type of a vehicle. Excuse me? Well, you know, you you mentioned the train. Yeah, the the pretzel train. Well, it's an interesting uh, choice of vehicles to pick, Holland. How do you mean, Rabbi? Well, you know, you could have said uh, the pretzel truck, uh, the the pretzel minivan, the, the... the, the, the pretzel the tractor, the pretzel uh, airplane, you know? Oh, uh, that doesn't make sense. Well, it, what makes sense is you said uh, the, the pretzel train, uh, you know? Well, yeah, that's a common expression. Train. Well, I'll, you know, I sit here and I go, uh, you know, I, uh, I throw things around in my head and uh, I go... Somebody else uh, had a fancy for trains. What, what, what was that, sir, Rabbi? Somebody else uh, had a liking of for trains. What do you mean someone else had a liking for trains? Well, uh, you know, somebody uh, in World War II, uh, you know, used to uh, put people in trains against their will. Wait a minute, what do you, Who? Well, I mean, if you want me to share it all, and uh, Adolf Hitler had a thing for trains. Wait a minute, Rabbi. Well, I'm just saying it. You know, Adolf Hitler, he put all kinds of people stuffed in the trains, and, uh, you know, I ask you to go to Wetzel's Pretzels, and suddenly uh, you bring up uh, Hitler's death train. Wait, 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 Rabbi, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I did not bring up Hitler's death train, sir. I, I, I said I don't want to get on the pretzel train. Well, you know, a, a train here, a train there, a choo-choo, a cha-cha, a chugga-chugga-choo-choo, and all of a sudden you're screaming in a death car at the back of Hitler's caboose. Nobody's screaming in a death... What, what was that? Well, Holly, I don't know if you read your history books or not, but... Uh, Hitler, he, he packed hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of uh, innocent Jewish uh, men, women, and children into, into the, 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 the trains, and he, the, the trains rolled into the death camps in, the, in, the, in Nazi Germany. I, I'm well aware of that, sir. That was uh, horrific and, and horrible. And uh, here I am, uh, you know, 60 years uh, beyond the, the, those horrible events, and I... I, I reach out to you, I say, how would you like to go uh, to the food court and get a vegetable spatula? And all of a sudden, uh, you're making uh, snappy remarks about uh, stuffing me in a train to go to the Auschwitz. Wow! Rabbi! 
That's very... Uh, no, 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 sir. Please. <laughs> I think you misinterpreted... When I say pretzel train, I mean I'm, I'm just not up for eating pretzels. Uh, there's, they're, they're salty, they're dry, and uh, I don't think there's much nutritional value. Well, you know, the Elsh, there wasn't much nutritional value, Holland. Uh, well, I'll tell you there that at the, at the concentration camps, there, there was no nutritional value. I mean, I, why, why do you bring that up? Sir, Rabbi, let's, let's, let's back off this whole thing where you're going. Well, you know, the, the people were emaciated, people were dying, and you're making uh, jokes about the vetzels, pretzels, that I invite you to the... S Rabbi, please. I ask you for a simple vetzels, pretzels, and uh, suddenly I'm reliving uh, the Holocaust here. No, Rabbi, I'm not letting you do this. I don't know what, I understand the sensitivity, we all do, and, you know, I, I hate to point the finger at you, Rabbi, but it seems every time we talk, you kind of take everyday comments and words and phrases and kind of spin them around to suit this narrative about, about World War II and Adolf Hitler, and I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with it. Well, I'll tell you about what's uncomfortable, Holland. Have you ever been in a train car pressed together with, with uh, you know, 3,000 human beings? They, they're so pressed together, you can't even uh, shit down. You can't even turn around. You can't even bring your arm up to scratch your face. Do you know? Sir, Rabbi! Enough! I, I, all right, I'll meet you for a pretzel. At, at the food court for lunch. I, I, I just don't, I want to end this dialogue. Well, you know, Arlen, I've been insulted, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even think I want to, you know, you know what, go fuck yourself, is what I'm saying on behalf of all my people, and you can go take a Wetzel's pretzel and shove it up your ash, and I hope it looks like fallopian tubes when they take the x-ray. Go fuck yourself. What the hell was that all about? Roger? Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Wow. You know, Roger, I, I think we better screen the rabbi because he... I understand, you know, how sensitive what he's talking about is, but at the same time, I, I he, he's just... He misconstrues, misconstrues simple comments and takes offense to them and, and thinks that, that people are, you know, making references to, to the World War or somehow, I don't know. It's just a mess. You know, our, our apologies to anyone that might have taken, you know, the, the, the pretzel train the wrong way. None of it was intended. And, and for people that are sensitive to the word train, uh, we apologize. But holy smokes, folks. Uh, Roger, I think in the future, maybe we, we keep our conversations with, with the, the good rabbi just a little shorter. And, uh, you know, at, at the first whiff of any type of misunderstanding, we, we kind of, you, you, you might have to break in and end the call just so it doesn't escalate and uh we're certainly sensitive to uh to that that topic and and uh we hope that uh 
you know anyone listening saw that maybe the the, the reverend God the, the uh, rabbi God bless him maybe uh, took things the wrong way or out of context or something. So, but we do love having the rabbi on, and uh, hopefully we'll have him back uh, someday. Let things just calm down a little bit. Um, boy, he really, I've never heard him swear at me before. He, he gave me the F-bomb there at the end. I'm just going to, you know, I think we'll end the show here. I'm going to go down to the cafeteria and cool off, have a nice ice-cold Coke or something. Um, let's see if we have any announcements. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like I don't have that many uh, comedy gigs coming up until the fall. I usually try to take the summers off and have a little fun because that's what summer's all about, man. Um, so all I can tell you is, uh, please join our, uh, our premium membership for $20 a year. People are loving all the, uh, the stand-up comedy that I'm putting up there. Uh, special interviews, um, special segments, special features. My other podcast called Let's Have a Fight. We'll be putting up some new episodes of that very soon. All kinds of cool stuff. Uh, for $20 a year, you can, uh, you can join. You get all those special features, plus almost 800 of our archived episodes. And it's a sweet, sweet deal. I'll tell you that much, boys and girls. Um, also, check out harlowwilliams.com where you can write to me if you want, if you have anything to say, or if you want to uh, call me and leave a voicemail: three two three seven three nine forty three thirty, three two three seven three nine forty three thirty is the number. And I always like uh, hearing from you guys. Leave a message. The phone, the the um, answering machine takes like six rings to pick up. I'm trying to fix that. It's ridiculous. Um, but that's it for today. Um, check out our store at harlowilliams.com for fun T-shirts, DVDs, artwork, CDs, all that great stuff, man. And that's it for now. And uh, hope you had fun here today. And until next time, everybody, chicken. Chow mein, baby. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>